Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Um, you heard Bernie mention in the news, look, the big story today, the changes to the licensing laws. The government have approved these changes. So it'll allow pubs and nightclubs, they can they can open later and they can open earlier as well. The clubs will be able to serve drink till about 5am, but they can subsequently remain open then for an hour afterwards up until six o'clock. And I want to get reaction from people today. If you're a taxi driver, are, are you going to change your hours now as part of this? If you're a resident living in an area where maybe there's pubs and nightclubs. I want to hear your thoughts too. 1800 453 106 is the number to call. Um, DJ and music producer Mark McCabe is with us here on the show. Mark, do you welcome this? Is it a positive move? I think it is. Yeah, I think it definitely is. Um, Of course, there's the worry that uh, it'll all blow up in everybody's faces. But I think after maybe an initial sort of flurry of uh, let's take advantage of this new move, I think things will probably settle down and calm down a little bit um, and allow people to, you know, uh, as uh, Leo Varadka said in the news point there, um, allow staggered uh, closing times so that it's not just a slurry of people out on the street all at the one time. Um, And it'll take a bit of the pressure off in that sense as well. But, I mean, it's also, it's something that happens, you know, in other countries right across Europe and, and in America and, you know, it's not so much of a problem. And I think the more freedom you give people, the less they are potentially to abuse it. Okay. Uh, Give me a sense of what the the club scene, the nightclub scene is like at the moment. Like, I mean, talk to anybody in the business and and, and they'll all say, I mean, it's nearly been decimated over the past two, three years. Not even just a a COVID factor, but that, you know, there, there was, I suppose the tide had started to turn even prior to that. But... In your opinion, like, how do you think you revitalise that club sector, Mark? So there's, there's two things at play here, I think, with these uh, new licensing laws. There's the pubs as we know them. Um, that's a whole, a whole different culture compared to the club scene. The pubs is, you know, people going out, having a drink and enjoying themselves. And their main purpose is to go out and to drink. The club culture is something different. Um, a lot of the time, a lot of people that go to clubs don't necessarily drink. Um, so I know there's complications with that in the sense that there may be other substance abuse or, or drug taking involved there, but it's a you know it's a thing that's happening in society right across the world. There's no denying it; it's going to happen. And in the places where they have sort of liberalised their view on it and been a little bit less strict, um, and in some cases actually you know taking steps towards making sure that whatever drugs people might be taking are actually pure uh, and authentic, as opposed to something that may have been distorted by you know uh, additives. It tends to work. Um, you know, people don't abuse it beyond uh, what's sensible. They they are much more sensible about it. So the two things I guess is that there's one here pubs, uh, you know, saying opening uh, later, and people who are are there to drink. But the the other side to it is the people that want to go out and they just want to dance. They just want to dance for the night, and you know, being able to do that in a controlled environment where there's somebody sort of looking out for you, the security and the staff there. And their role is to make sure that you're safe. It's probably a lot better than, you know, where it is now, which is that it's pretty much been pushed completely underground. Um, so there's no safety or consideration for that, really. It's just something that, you know, if people want to dance at four o'clock in the morning, they have to go somewhere and find somewhere that they can do it. Um, it's something that's always been there. Mm. We have this uh, need to, you know, want to dance, um, you know, late into the, the night. And, you know, why not? Why, why shouldn't we be allowed 
do something like that if we're responsible about it. When, when you look at the comparison um, and you look at the situation, and I suppose the nightclub scene, you know, in, in, in other parts of Europe, um, I know you've, you know, you've, you've DJed all over, Mark. So, like, it, it's something that has just, well, I suppose we've never really tried it rather than it hasn't worked. So is your contention that it will work here if we have this, uh, the later opening hours or the longer opening hours for the club scene? I think so, yeah. I mean, when we're talking about the club scene now, not the pub scene. So just be really clear that there's two Yeah, the two totally different things. Totally different things. And the pub scene is absolutely, to a certain extent, alive and booming. As in, you can't walk down the street without passing a number of of pubs uh, in Dublin, Cork, Galway, you know, wherever it is, even small rural towns. There'll always be two or three pubs there. Sometimes the town will only have a pub. (laughs) They'll barely have a shop, but they'll have a pub, you know. What has been completely decimated, and that's, you know, it, it's a deeper conversation because it's run into, you know, property and so on and so forth. And I know uh, there's a, a group called Give Us the Night, which is headed up by Sonia Sharp. He's done, you know, serious work to try and make people realize that whilst, you know, yes, we do, of course, want tourism. And yes, of course, we want to be able to accommodate, you know, people that are coming into the city uh, in terms of accommodation. What has happened is that all of these hotels that have been built have taken over all of these spaces, which have been used predominantly um, you know, for art, for want of a better word. When I say arts, I mean, you know, club culture is an art in itself. But now there is literally nowhere. I mean, there is no club in Dublin city centre. There are pubs that have extensions to them which are considered nightclubs, but there is no actual club. Whereas if you go to London or you go to uh, Berlin or you go to Barcelona, there are clubs. And what they do is they open at such and such a time and they close, mm. you know, the next morning at five or six. And they run club nights. That's what they do. We do not have that here anymore. Okay. We used to have it with the likes of, you know, Tripod or Pod or the Ormond Multimedia Centre going back in the day. There were these spaces that were reserved for the purpose of, you know, dancing yeah. or being as Will that actually space. come back now, do you think? I hope so. Because okay. I think what, 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 what's happening is that we've, we've rinsed Dublin of, you know, that culture. Um, you know, and it's just, it's becoming quite sterile. You can book in, you can stay the night, you can go for a meal, you can have a drink, but it's kind of missing that authentic, real, um, you know, those spaces don't exist anymore. Okay. The Project Art Centre is gone. They're all gone. So what we're left with is just this functioning city, you know, for the purpose of accommodating, as opposed to allowing people to actually go out and express themselves and have a good night. Controlled fun. Exactly. I'm interested in people's views um, on this today. I'm, I'm talking to a producer, a music producer and DJ Mark McCabe. Stay with us, Mark. Ronan is on the line as well from the Swan Bar in Dublin. Um, Ronan, the fact that you can now weekdays stay open, you know, a, an extra hour later, is it something you'll actually do, though? Um, good afternoon. Um, I think that um, if the need arises, you definitely will. But I think like the Monday, the Tuesdays, the Wednesdays, probably not. But definitely Thursday, Friday and Saturday, you'll probably go till half 12 and maybe the odd Sunday if there's an event on you know which we we already have if it's on the eve of bank holiday we can open up to half 12 so it doesn't really change too much but it's great to see like this you know standardizing uh the opening hours over seven days and especially on the sunday morning like half 10 hour let open to because a lot of tourists were scratching their head walking around the city center couldn't believe that the pubs weren't open up till half 12 so it's just kind of updating the laws I mean, the laws that we have there are based on an act that was passed in 1833. So I think it's it's really positive news that these laws are fit for the, the 21st century. Um, so that's kind of very encouraging today.
I know the Justice Minister Helen McEntee was talking about this a little earlier and she said that naturally look and and there's a you know I I can understand 100% that people will have concerns about this and and, um, she was talking about the fact that they've tried to get the kind of the balance right when it comes to health and health concerns and the nighttime economy Um, would people like are there genuinely many people looking to get into the pub at half ten in the morning, yeah, um, it was a thing years ago, but not. It's just as I said, it's just like if you're doing food or something like an early in the morning, and people want to have a drink with their food, like on a, on a Saturday, you know, you would get a lot of tourists who would be over who would like to get in at that hour. You know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if fellas are in town for the weekend or coming over for a rugby match or something, they'd want definitely, and they're kind of out enjoying themselves. They would want to come in at that area. Yeah, there would be a, a demand, not a huge, it was a lot stronger years ago, but not there is definitely demand there, and especially say if Americans are flying over here. And, you know, they're kind of, after getting into Dublin at nine o'clock or something in the morning and they kind of want to try to paddle through the day, they might have a drink at that hour of the morning, yeah. But not as much as, as I said, in the yeah. past. I, I would wonder, though, outside of Dublin, will many will many of your colleagues and, and many pubs actually, I, I mean, I, I find it hard to see that many would open at half ten. Yeah, well, I see, like, people are coming off shift work and, you know, that like, pe- people's lifestyles are different and some people, that may be the, third, the only opportunity they get out if they're working late at night. You, you know, through to the morning, they might want to get, and that, that's that's why that you know we will be open at half ten. Ka- yeah, Catherine is on the line too. Um, Catherine, what's your view on this discussion today? Are you, are you in favour of earlier opening and later closing times? Well, I'm not. I'm not kind of you know very definite about it. But what bothers me about a lot of these things is that we often don't put a number of things together. Like we're talking now about putting people back living in towns, etc. And I noticed when we changed the licensing, you know, rules about opening back, I'd say it's 20 years ago now, I think it was the minister from Kerry was in charge at the time, that there was a general, a lot of the towns that I, houses that I noticed in smallish towns began to empty of the people. And in recent times, we were trying to encourage those people to come back in to live. And what happened was that people began to see pubs opening later, and as a result, the chip shops, things like that. I'm talking about maybe pubs now with five, six, you know, pubs, mm. that kind of size. And there was a run out of those towns 20, 25 years ago. And I noticed that at the time because I had two or three people, friends of mine who moved out at the time. And one of them cited this as an example. And, you know, little damage to cars and, you know, this kind of thing. Okay. And the other thing we never think of is we should be putting everything together in terms of A&E. Policing, you know, yeah, we, we, put, we closed yeah. all the police stations in these towns and then we made them unviable to live in. And now I just feel we often do things in isolation. Oh, yeah, we do, yeah. And we don't think of the consequences. Now, I have another bugbear about when people mention tourists. I believe that you make the country good for the people who live in it and your tourists will come to see our lifestyle. And I always admire the French and the Spanish who are better at that than we are. Now, maybe not in the big Spanish resorts, mm. but if you're in some of the smaller cities and towns in the, I, I, where, somewhere I go in Spain now, they close down on a Sunday and you see all the families out enjoying the local. And I love that. And I, we only got cut out once with the shops closed on a Sunday. After that, we realized. And I nearly admire the fact that they do that. The French are great at it. That's a very good point though, Ronan, isn't it? That they just like create the environment for the people living in it rather than the tourists. 
Yeah, like, I mean, it's all about balance. Like, the last thing I want to be doing is letting customers out here as nice as upsetting my neighbours. Like, you know, they're part, and, you know, a lot of them are customers as well. So I don't want to be upsetting, you know, customers coming out here late at night. So it's just about balance and running. Like, that's why, you know, we have these planning, you know, like when you put in a pub, like, you, you have to answer, you know, to a few people, like the local community, the guards, the revenue, the HSE, uh, the fire officer, and these are all put in, in play. So you do run your house in a responsible manner, and it's, you know, it's up to every publican to run his house in a responsible manner, and that's what we, you know, aspire to do. Now, obviously, you can have the odd loud fella here and there, but generally, rule of thumb, that mm. doesn't really occur. Okay. Like, And it's not going for a business to, for, to me to be upsetting my neighbours by any stretch. Like, They have kids and whatever else. Well, that's, I, I'm interested yeah, in re- residents across the cities today thinking about this, but I did see that the Minister, Catherine Martin, is, is looking at um, a grant scheme to allow for soundproofing of venues. Yeah. I presume that must be just maybe in relation to nightclubs, but I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll get more clarity in that. Save is on yeah. the line as well. Save, do you think this goes far enough? Hi, Andrea. How are you? Thanks, thanks for calling back. Can you hear me? I can indeed. How's it going? Yeah. Um. To be honest with you, I, I, I'm I'm coming at this from the from the point of view of um the whole conversation so far seems to have been about clubs and nightclubs and there's an awful lot more people listed to this program would rather just go to a normal bar. A pub. Yeah. That we're not all of the age where we want to go to nightclubs. I think they'd be much better off. Okay, extend the hours of nightclubs if you wish, but if you don't want to go as far as 6 or 7 a.m., okay, go as far as 4, but give all pubs the right to open till say, 2 a.m. I live near Drumcondra, and if I want to go out, let's say, at 11.30, at the moment that's too late, so I'd have to come into town and find a late bar and spend 7 or 8 euros on a pint. Whereas, you know, I should realistically be able to just walk to my, my, my local pub and have a pint until two. And and all across Europe, you know, pubs do not close at half twelve. We're still way behind on that. Okay. Um, so you think go so even I, further? Oh, for pubs, yes, absolutely. Right. Because because if you consider the amount of people, not only in Dublin, but in other cities and towns around Ireland, who don't want to go looking for a nightclub if they want a beer, let's say one o'clock in the morning. So I don't see why their local bar is not able to serve. Uh, there's, far, there's far more people just want to go for a pint on Friday night yeah. than than the number of people who actually want to go dancing. So I, I think it's kind of silly that on the one hand they say not, we're, we're going to give the nightclubs a, a, really these great extended hours all the way up till six or seven, and they're saying to the pubs, "Well, we're only going to give you an extra hour. You have to close at half twelve. It's like, well, there's an awful lot of people going to be going. That's it, you know. I mean, if I was sitting in a pub in Germany somewhere or Spain, I could sit in an ordinary bar, not a nightclub, and I could get a pint at two in the morning. And I, they, they really should go beyond half twelve. I think that's right. kind of ridiculous. Do, do, you agree, do you agree with that, Ronan? Half well, it's funny. Like we act. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, we actually actively canvassed um, all our members in 2018 uh, in the LVA, and there was no appetite to go past half twelve. That's what people people advocated, but. I mean, there are, you know, the, the members of 600 or so members, like, and um, obviously now we have kind of three kind of options. So we have the traditional bars, which go to half 12. Then we have the late bars, which go to half two. And then, as you call it, we're saying we have the nightclubs that go to five. Uh, but, you, you know, you can say there until six o'clock. So there is clear definitions. And I just think, I don't, I, don't, I don't think there's much appetite for it. And I think there is, you know, if people want to go to late bars, they can, which are kind of a stepping stone between the two. But I personally um, wouldn't see much appetite um, in town. But I... 
like there is the opportunity there to go to a late bar if somebody wants to drink later than a standard bar and that's kind of the middle ground I suppose. Uh, they reckon that these new laws the new licensing laws will, will help to attract world class DJs to Ireland um, do you agree Mark with that? Yeah I guess just listening to the conversation there the thing that's kind of struck me is that uh, so I don't drink um, anymore I gave up probably about 10 years ago um, the, the conversation seems to be really focused on alcohol yeah. and the, the availability of alcohol and I guess the point that perhaps is being missed is that there are uh, an awful lot of people who would like to go out and enjoy themselves where the primary function or the primary reason they're out is because they want to see that particular DJ or they want to see that particular act. The alcohol is secondary to it. So it, it's kind of it's a mixed conversation in the sense that when you say pubs and nightclubs, I get that there are pubs and nightclubs where the primary function of them is to supply drink and people want to get drunk. But what's been missed is the conversation that's happening around, as you say, international DJs or performers coming in and being able to perform in a space where people want to. That's why they're there. It's great that they can have a drink, but that's not the reason Mm. they're there necessarily. It's kind of a secondary thing to it, whereas the primary focus of going to a pub is to have a conversation and have a drink. The primary focus of going to a nightclub is probably to have a little bit of dance, but it's all based on drink, 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 drink. Um, And I guess what this will allow to happen is perhaps these spaces reopen where people can go and it's not the primary reason that they're there to drink. The primary reason they're there is because they want to enjoy themselves or they want to experience something, you know, whether it be a DJ or whether it be an act. The, a lot of people asking as well, well, I, I was asking where are the residents? I want to chat to residents today because I thought of all people, they would have a view on this, but nobody seems to be calling in. 1800 453 that are residents living, um, living nearby nightclubs or pubs. Uh, taxi drivers, any taxi drivers with a view on this today? I'd like to get your perspective. People asking though on the text line about the, um, about where are the museums and the galleries? I thought they too were part of this. And yeah, from, from what I can see, um, the new licensing laws for galleries, theatres, museums and other cultural venues mean they'll be allowed to sell drink. Seemingly it'll be one hour before and one hour after a performance takes place. That's what I'm uh, reading online here at the minute. Listen, stay with us. Mark McCabe, Ronan's there from The Swan. Um, Also Catherine with us too on the line. Zave, we are going to come back to this in just a few moments. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Here we're chatting about the changes to the licensing laws for pubs and clubs and it'll also affect galleries, theatres, museums as well. Uh, Pubs are going to be able to open that little bit earlier, uh, serve until half twelve at night, every night of the week under these new laws and then nightclubs will be able to serve alcohol till 5am but stay open subsequently till 6 o'clock in the morning and I just want to get reaction from everybody involved, every stakeholder, whether you're a resident, um, living nearby a pub or club, taxi driver, pub owner, whatever your view, somebody in the nightclub business, maybe you're working in a gallery, how does this affect you guys? Um, Give us a shout today or you can text us on 53106. Daniel is on the line. Uh, Daniel, what point did you want to make about nightclub clubs and opening later? No, I don't think it's a great idea. I, know, I think six is a bit excessive. Um, I think four would be kind of like perfect for closing down and shooting shop where it's still kind of a reasonable hour to let people get home. Um, we already have a bit of a taxi crisis. You know? If you want to send people out at God knows what hour and then they're floating into 
a different work ethic. People are coming to work. There's kids going. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to be going to school. Most likely they're not on a Sunday. But I just think you're mixing cultures. If you leave at six and you end up doing your drunks talk till seven, half seven, well then you've 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 a whole lot of people kind of interrupting the kind of the flow of what people kind of group in the morning. I'm a huge fan of going out early with with, with the dog. The last thing I kind of want to bump into is a whole lot of people that are still looking for the after party. Where if they leave the nightclub before, they can find the after party, and then they'll probably die off about six half six. But if I get in about half seven, eight o'clock in the morning, I'm in bed till about two or three. Well, I would be prior to kids. And then you're just promoting them that I can stay in the middle of the day. I just, look, I don't want to sound old before my time. I enjoy the good party. But I just think six is a little bit excessive. That's why we like to go on holiday and it's what makes a holiday a holiday. Okay, little, little bit, a little bit excessive. Uh, Richie is on the line as well. Richie, do you agree? Is it excessive? Uh, no, uh, I don't think so. Um, if you look at Berlin, which you spoke about, uh, so particularly uh, the money it's brought in over the years to that uh, economy, and regardless of that, like it has the largest economy in Europe, and they're able to party till six, seven, eight a.m. in the morning. Like most clubs, open from Friday through till Monday. Um, I I understand Daniel's Daniel's issue, and maybe six is too late, but it's not really like most people only go out to the pub or to a club at realistically 11 o'clock uh, if you're paying 20 euros for a ticket um, if not more some some tickets can be 35 depending on what DJ they have mm. um, you know you want to get your money's worth at the moment it's ridiculous you're, you're dancing until 2 o'clock and then you, you suddenly have to go home now I know it's a bit later in Dublin you get to go till 3 some night but paying 25, 30 euros a ticket um, you just you deserve to get your money out of it. Um, and most importantly, like I'm 25, like and people my age, there's nothing to do in Ireland at the moment for young people. There's no culture left. Um, it's so sad to see from years back in the 90s, looking back, um, like there was so much culture, whether it was dance, art, um, music, just everything that was there is not here at the moment. And so many young Irish people are leaving the country. And a lot of my friends have left. And it's just so sad to see when we're such a beautiful country and people are just so stubborn and just don't want to work with people. I know, obviously, in the city, it could be people be like, oh, but I have to live and sleep and all. Mm. Clubs can be um, soundproofed. Uh, in Germany, most of them are in business estates. Like, it, it works. Like, and, if it can work in Germany, why can't this, something like that work here? Yeah. The uh, I suppose people would make make the argument maybe around our our drinking culture here in Ireland by comparison to Germany. But is is your point then, Richie, that like when you just look, we'll say for instance at your own friend group and people that you know that have left or or moved abroad and left Ireland, would something as simple as nightclubs being open early or open later or you know uh, more cultural events or like these changes would this actually impact that though? Most definitely. People move away not for money, but quality of life. Um, there's no quality of life in Ireland anymore. Uh, something like that. Like Music is so important to so many people, and we've completely killed it. Uh, what Sunil and Give Us The Night have done is just, it's fantastic. And at the moment, there's so little clubs left. And just giving them an opportunity to run would be fantastic, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, it's funny when you talk about people going abroad and even Justin Daniel made the point there a few moments ago too about people on holidays. Like, when people go to Spain and Germany and various different places across Europe, Ibiza, like, they pay money to go to see DJs. And they stay out, I've done it myself, like you're out till four, five and six in the morning because you've paid X amount of money to be there to see a certain gig or whatever it is. And and that's just not something that we have here at the moment. Like if I, the, the party night or the disco night that was on at the Three Arena last week, like there is an end time to that, which isn't what you'd have in, in other European countries. And I wonder, is there that demand for that club culture scene? Most definitely, if you look back, couple of years ago uh, Limerick had a, a thriving club team. Uh, most of them clubs have gone there was um, Habitat uh, Social & Co uh, the library among others now they only have uh, what's it called Dolan's and another place and an older club for people in their 40s and 50s it's not necessarily music it's just for drinks uh, I think this really helps people who, who want to go out and dance and it's not so much it's nothing to do with the alcohol it's it's more about music, I think. And for me, anyways, yeah. okay. a lot of people my age, I can understand totally. They're just they want to have a bit of fun. Like if it it works in Germany, people go to work, they have a great time. It's work hard, party hard. You know, it's it's such a ridiculous thing. Work hard and party hard. Yeah. If, if you work six in the morning, you can leave the club early. Like I used, I lived in Germany for nearly two years, and I used to go to the clubs for the weekend, and I used to work Monday to Friday. Like you work things around it, but it made the quality of life. Life was just so much better. I had to move home for some personal things, but the the quality of life was there. Yeah. You know? Okay. Okay. Uh, listen, uh, thank you, Richie, for, for getting in touch with us and, and sharing your view with us today uh, on the programme. 1800 453 106 is the number. Jim has texted in to say, will you please put it out to the taxi drivers this afternoon, Andrea? How many are actually willing to stay on until six or seven in the morning? It's hard enough to even try and get a taxi in the current climate. I'm interested to hear, will many do it? Well, Bobby is on the line, Jim. Bobby, Bobby you are a former taxi driver. Like, Do you think many of your colleagues will stay out till six and seven now weekdays? Yeah, definitely, because um, the way the situation, the way it is now, um, tens of thousands of people leaving at the same time. Um, so if it, sometimes you get a fare and you go out to Tala and you come back in and it's lots of them had to walk home and the crowd is gone. So it should be staggered. And if it was staggered, they'd be walking through the night and it'd be easier to get taxis. I mean, Camden Street is... Um, Black with people uh, coming out at the same time. And also, uh, with the pubs uh, closing, coming up, people drink more and they drink quicker. My brother-in-law orders four points at last orders, and he's got to get them into his stomach in a half an hour, you know. So, um, also uh, for tourists and uh, shift workers, I think, the pubs. And I don't think everybody's going to turn into alcoholics with this. They'll drink slower, and uh, everything will work out. Uh, smoothly. I was talking to Swedish tourists and they couldn't believe that uh, everywhere was closing so early. So what's the point? If you went to Spain and you got put out mm. before at 12 o'clock, you wouldn't go back there again. Also, that I know it's a different issue, but they pointed out to me that they couldn't believe that all the... I know it's a different issue, but I just thought if I could mention it. Uh, they couldn't believe that thousands of people are using laneways as toilets full of excrement and urine that all the public toilets were locked up. 
they said in Stockholm you pay 50 cents in mm. on Superboys. Yeah, okay. And it's Superboys. But, but do, you, uh, do you think though, Bobby, just with regards to the taxis, do you think that many taxi drivers will want to stay out midweek? You know, till till yeah. six and seven for the trade. I only night, yeah, I only walk nights because that's you? where yeah, most okay. of the trade were. I, that, well, that's where most of the trade was in the daytime. People go where the trade is. I mean, a lot of taxi drivers, if they see the the people staggered coming out at all different times, I think you'll get the taxi yeah. drivers. But in the okay. daytime, you don't uh, like you don't uh, get as much work. And also, most of the trouble were crowds, tens of thousands of people out at the same time. Most of the troubles on taxi ranks, queues, people skipping the queue, people drunk uh, coming out because they're drinking too fast, and shippers is a, a lot of trouble okay. in them with people. Yeah. So okay. I think it's... Cr- I think it's right. crazy putting everyone out at the yeah. same time. Yeah, I know, and that's, I think that's the point that was made too by um, the Tonish, the Lear Varadkar, actually, he was talking about this a bit earlier too. This texter says, I was, a, I was a nightclub manager for many, many years and ultimately I think this will actually make no difference after the initial period. There's a really simple reason why. There's no money to be made after half past one in the morning with all the costs associated, so it won't make financial sense for most in the business. This texter worked in the hospitality industry for 20 years. I used to love going to Spy for a drink after work on a Saturday. On a bank holiday, we'd finish very late. You'd wait for the early house to open and all meet the other hospitality staff for our weekend to start. It was great crack, great memories. This listener, I live in rural Ireland and, a, and on a Sunday and Monday morning, brunch is popular among those visiting for the weekend and on Mondays, the mammies haven't sent the kids back to school. Culture has changed. John is on the line. John, are you in favour of these later opening times? Yes and no. Okay. Um, one of your callers said there earlier on about maybe four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, okay, that, that, that's reasonable. Six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning, there was a guy on Pat Kenny this morning uh, going on uh, Give Us the Night or something who was involved with. That's right, it's an Elam breakfast, yeah. Yes, and he was going on about, you know, this, you know, they do this in Germany, they do this in Sweden, they do blah, blah, whatever. This is in Germany and Sweden and, and the culture, they're well used to it at this stage. Um, okay, I can I can see where they're, they're going on. The younger people want to go out and, and enjoy themselves. But these younger people forget that, they might forget that these nightclubs and bars that stay open till 6 o'clock in the morning to allow them to enjoy themselves have to be manned. They have to have staff there. Mm. I mean, can you imagine you're there and you're you're doing an eight-hour shift in a nightclub but your night doesn't start at 10, 8, 10 p.m. at night? I mean, that's... I mean, who's, go, who's going to, to do all that? Like, or, I mean, and then someone even comes in even earlier, they could end up having a, a, a 12-hour shift just yeah. because somebody wants to stay out at six o'clock in the night. Well, I actually think that's going to be the problem, John. I think that's going to be the reason why for so many nightclubs and pubs, or sorry, for so many nightclubs, this isn't going to be a feasible option at all. I I reckon there'll be very few who'll do this because they won't be able to staff it. So it's kind of like saying to those in the industry, this is a fantastic idea. We're changing the laws that are many years old. You know, (laughs) they're totally um, out of touch with every other European country. But we're actually allowing you to do something you can't, probably most people won't even be able to do. I, I totally agree. Like, I mean, it, it's like, how many times have we heard on your show and Pat Kenny's show and any other show, you know, Europe does this, that, and the other, and then we have everyone going, oh, but we're not Europe and we shouldn't do this. But suddenly we want something because Europe does it. We're all in favour of it. I, I just think that, you know, the, the staff, you look at any nightclub these days, they're not staffed by, they're, they're not really wholly staffed by 
you know, men and women in their 30s or something like that. No. Usually staffed by teenagers. Usually college workers, yeah. Exactly, right? So they're expected then to be working till 6 o'clock in the morning because even if, as your taxi driver said, oh, they come out and they're, they're staggered and this, that and the other, I mean, they, they still have to stay there until the last person leaves. And, I mean, then you've, just, and then you have to start the clean-up, John. Don't forget, forget about the clean-up that is to take place and how long that takes and sorting bottles and all of that oh, kind of stuff. Um, li- yeah, there's a text in here from a listener too who says, let's hope the health service gets a nice, big, healthy additional budget to cater for the work and abuse that staff are going to have to deal with if this goes ahead. Have we not got enough problems already without making the drinking culture a bigger problem? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.